On today's episode of Listen to Your Art, I hope your brain is hungry. Because this Thanksgiving-themed episode is a cornucopia of all things art. I'm Matthew J. Pulowski, a film and television director. And I'm Rob Wartell, and I'm an airbrush artist. This is an art podcast for the everyman. It's a lowbrow look at highbrow culture. Each episode, we deconstruct the definition of art while giving our unfucking filtered opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, start your earbuds. This is Listen to Your Art. Pull up a chair and have a seat at our table because we are going to feast on some art today in honor of Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where you either love it or hate it. Where does it rank for you guys? I kind of enjoy Thanksgiving, I guess, as long as I'm not organizing it. You know, that's that has a lot of stress to it. It's always better to be the guest instead of the host. Hell on yeah. Thanksgiving, you right? leave when you want. Uh, you don't have to worry about cleaning up. If, if you're, you're uncomfortable around certain people, you don't like certain people, you just leave. By certain people, you mean your family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're hosting it, you're stuck with them until they leave. So I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. It's your favorite holiday. It's my favorite. No pressure of gifts, eating, and I would love to host a Thanksgiving. I, really? I, lo- I love to host dinner. I mean, there's a lot of pressure there. If you're going to host Thanksgiving, aren't you worried about how people respond to your food? No, that's what I love the most. I like to feed people and see what they think of my food. Can you cook, Rob, or no? I can cook, yeah. You can? Um, certain things. I, I wouldn't even attempt a Thanksgiving meal, though. Although I did cook one time. I got a, a deep fryer for our turkey one year, and uh, it came out amazing. I burned the house down, but the food was great. <laughs> I'm jealous of you both, because I can't do that. It takes practice. It definitely does. Thanksgiving, I feel like it almost kind of tells you what kind of family you have. What I mean by that is like either a functional one or a dysfunctional one. The holiday is fairly simple, or it should be, where you just make a bunch of food, you have family over, and you have a meal. But then you have the flip side, which I feel like is like my family, where you make a meal, and then no one talks to each other. You just sit there and like stare at each other awkwardly. You know, there's no conversation. Someone will probably remark about how the food's not good enough or could have been better, and it's like miserable. Like, really? Oh, God, yeah. Part of my family sits at the table, and then like my dad will just take his food, go in the other room, and then eat alone <laughs> and just not, and not talk to anyone. So it's like, all right, well, I guess that's happening. Like, I haven't seen you in six months. See you next year. Huh. My brother-in-law comes over every year. I don't see him. It's the only time I see him ever is once a year on Thanksgiving, and it's like Groundhog Day. I go... Hey, how have you been? He goes, "Eh, same shit, different day. And then it's just, all right, see you next year. That's the only sentence he ever says to me. Really? It's the only thing that happens. He just sits there and eats his food and then goes. And then next year, it's, how you doing? Same shit, different day. He's not there for conversation. I literally just mouth it. Just just feed him. Wow. Fuck both of you. You have nice families that actually enjoy conversation. There's dysfunction in different ways. Maybe we over-communicate. And uh, I'm not going to get into specifics, but there's certain people in our family that just uh, are a little too set in their ways and they're righteous and... Opinionated. Yeah. I think I got lucky because mine is low maintenance. It's always like super chill, good wine, good food, hanging out. You're all in the same room. You actually eat the meal in the same room together. No one just disperses like my family does. Yeah. And especially now, like my parents live in Florida. So it's like super chill. We're just like the outcasts that were left in New York and eat and drink and... You know, maybe smoke some pot. I feel like living in New York City has kind of made me a bit of a food snob. 
even the bad food here is good food. And now I live in New Jersey where the food is like absolutely fucking horrible. Yeah, there's nothing worse when ethnic food gets whitened down. Yes, like when you walk into a Chinese food place and it's a bunch of Italian people making the food, you're like you know it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be good. I've never walked into a Chinese restaurant where there's Italians making the Chinese well, food. Well, come to Jersey. <laughs> when I think of my family and food, like there's times where we've gone on vacations and I will try to like push their palette of, you know, yeah. food boundaries and get them to try things. There's no breaking through and it drives me crazy. I remember one time I went out with my siblings and my parents and uh, we were at like a kind of like a specialty diner known for different eggs benedicts yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Where like, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the blueberry crepes with like honey infused mint. You know, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm ordering. And I just remember my mom ordered. She's like, yeah, I'll just have pancakes, plain, no butter, <laughs> no syrup. And a glass of water. I'm oh my like, God. that's what you're going to get? That's what you're getting. That's what you get. We're going to pay $20 for plain pancakes, no syrup, no butter, glass of water. So you like to broaden your horizons when it comes to food. I do. And it drives me crazy that I cannot get my family on board to do this. See, I don't like experimenting with food. I'm so fucking picky. I'm, really? I'm, I'm a horrible guest. Yeah. I just feel like they're like food ignorant. <laughs> like, like I'll say to my dad, some like, like, dad, you want a burrito? And he'll be like, what do you, what do I look like? I'm Chinese. And I'm like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. That's not even in the right culture. What are you talking about? You know, or like, God forbid you like, get your racism say correct. what it's gyro. Like, you don't want a gyro. What is that? I don't know. They don't even know what it is. What it's, am I, Puerto Rican? It doesn't even exist. Exactly. Right. So like, it doesn't, it drives me fucking nuts. So like my family can't get exotic things right. And then my in-laws can't get mainstay regular food related things right such as such as <laughs> cereal what? okay here's How a question okay you're right. correct here's a question right <laughs> how do you make a bowl of cereal you pour it in the bowl and you add milk you pour what in the bowl cereal milk. cereal cereal first. and then the milk right no, no no that's not what happens over at my in-laws it's the milk first i don't believe cereal you. on top i don't believe you what? i don't yes. believe you i watch it happening and i'm like what planet could these people possibly be from? It doesn't make any sense. The cereal just floats on top and you get 90% milk, 10% right. cereal. My kids are like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I'm like, just shut up and eat it. <laughs> shut up and be polite and drink it. More like drink it and then drink eat a cereal. <laughs> when you think of Thanksgiving, at least for me, like most holidays, I think they're better when you're a kid. Like Macy's Day Parade, mm -hmm. you get up early and you watch the parade on TV. Did you used to watch the Macy's Day Parade? Yeah, that yeah was we a... went to the parade one time. You went to the parade? Froze our asses off. My parents put us in the station wagon. We drove all the way down here, the three of us. And it was a fucking cold day and we were just miserable. I went to the parade once um, when I was really little. And all I remember, the only memory I have is that Kermit the Frog was deflated. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You watch the Macy's Day Parade like you watch NASCAR. You don't want to see somebody win. <laughs> you want to see somebody <laughs> burn and get hurt. And you want to see injuries and you want to see things go afoul. Kermit the, the only Frog, thing down. I remember. Yeah. only thing yeah. I remember. I was like four years old. Yeah, that's all I remember. I do remember one year, like, I think a Barney balloon went out of control yeah. and, like, whipped around, like, <laughs> like maybe even killed a couple of people. I don't remember who, what character it was, but, yeah, I remember that, too. Imagine going to the fucking Macy's Day Parade on Thanksgiving and, like, you die because a big Barney balloon hits you. That's got to be horrible. Tragic. How do they blow them up? 
by mouth. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the parade, they start blowing up next year's balloons, and it yeah. takes 365 days. They have, days. like, nets over them, you know, so they don't float, like, away. But, uh, I don't know, they had, like, machines of some sort. Like, Is it helium? It's helium, right? I think so. Isn't uh, helium, like, combustible? Highly. Right? That's what blew up the Hindenburg, isn't it? God. Damn. Obviously, when we think of Thanksgiving, you know, food is the central figure, right? It's the star of the show. Everybody goes to Thanksgiving to have a good meal. I, I do think it's interesting how food often kind of finds its way into art. I've never understood what the attraction to like painting or drawing a still life of like fruit or food is. Do you? Can you um, shed some light onto this? You learn how to match colors. That's uh, which is really important. Highlights. It serves a purpose. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it hones your skills. Is it like easy to learn how to do it because it's something that's literally just sitting there and unchanging? So it, you can work on it as long as you need to. You you have to know color theory. You have to know what tints do what mm -hmm. when you add them and subtract them. Why does it always have to be like grapes? Why can't it be like ho I don't know ho hos and ding dongs <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> tasty cakes? I don't know. I would can get behind that a little more. You know, I guess they didn't have those in like you know the fifteenth century. Yeah, right. Well, Shut up. <laughs> also, the idea of plating, right? I don't know if you ever watch food shows, but like there's an art to like plating yeah. a meal, right? Like when you think about when you get a nice meal at like a fine dining restaurant, it's often presented you in a certain way. You know, yesterday, actually, I just saw a video about the restaurant Jean Georges, which is like a Michelin restaurant here in New York, and watching them like put together this like little brioche sandwich that they make, and they use like a ruler to cut out the bread. So it's like so perfect, really? the same every time you get it. Yeah, it's like really incredible the way that they plate food. Me personally, when I cook, I'm more of like a rustic person. So I'm not all, I don't care about plating, but it is really interesting to see them. But there's nothing I hate more than like going to a restaurant. And there's like flowers on my food. I'm like, I don't yeah. get this out of here. Now, do you ever like not sure about the garnish? Like if you're supposed to eat it? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went to a, <laughs> I went to an Indian restaurant one time. <laughs> And they came out with these tongs and gave us these, they look like burritos. They were white, steamy, and soft, and just oh my God, really just wash your pleasurable. Hands That's all it was. I was going to take a bite out of it. And the guy says, no, it's to wash your hands. You almost I thought it was like a crepe or something rolled up. So <laughs> uh, you're eating the tablecloth. <laughs> Talk about somebody who's out of their element. No, I'm fuck, I, that shit gets so confusing where you're like, I don't understand for the amount of money this is. I think I'm supposed to eat all of this. <laughs> like this fucking flower thing, these green things. It's just, it's too, it's too highbrow. Way too highbrow. Yeah. Well, all of this talking about food has made me hungry. <laughs> for art, that is. So <laughs> let's move on to our first segment and game, which is going to be called Feast or, or Famine. We're going to look at two works of art. One is going to be a work of minimalism, and one is going to be a work of art that is busy. Is there something in the art world that is called, like, maximalism? Is that a thing that exists? I, I think know. it's the term we should use. Let's pretend we're sitting at a restaurant and the waitress is like, can I interest you in this or that? And at the end, we'll pretend which one we're going to order. Okay. One or the other. Sure. Come on, we got to have fun. Yeah, our specials. <laughs> right, right. Day. What are the specials? <laughs> right. Up on the menu first. First course, we're going to start with the minimal art. Geometric. It's a bunch of squares and kind of triangles. I'm not sure what you would call that shape. Uh, it's triangles with the third side curved. It's many shapes to make one big shape, right? Yep, yep. And it's kind of like a bunch of bullseyes. 
I don't see bullseyes. That's oh my really gosh, interesting. That's so interesting. I, yeah, I never really noticed. I that. really, yeah, I yeah. don't see the. But now, if I focus in on the center, looking at what you're seeing as a bullseye, what's kind of cool. I don't know if it does it for you. It comes almost three dimensional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, framed by a thick portion of color. What do you guys say? I see rainbows. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I, I would mm-hmm. say rainbows and pieces of pie. Like, you ever played mm-hmm. Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks yes. like the pieces of pie from Trivial Pursuit. And they're kind of arranged together to make one large shape that really is kind of unidentifiable. It almost looks like one of those things that you have to do online to prove you're not like a bot. Select all the squares. Yeah. Krista, what do you say? Yeah, I'm similar to you. I saw, like, rainbows. It is quite hard to describe because... Like, yeah. despite it being quote unquote minimalist, there's a lot, there's going, a lot on. going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also the shape in its totality. It's like part square, part circular, part caterpillar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, it's symmetrically balanced on the, on the page. Do we know what the medium is? So, this is polymer and fluorescent polymer paint on canvas. They're really large scale, they're 10 feet by 20 feet. A like, full course meal. You might say. It's Haran the second. Sorry, say that again? Haran the second. That's the, the title. title? That's the title. It looks like a stained glass windows, too. It reminds me of yeah. church stained glass yeah. windows. So the title is based off the ancient cities in Asia Minor. So he had a series of these paintings. Sorry, that's supposed to remind me of the ancient cities in Asia Minor. No, I don't. I, that's just the title of it. That's so stupid. So this work is by an artist. It's like tofu. This is the tofu of the art world. It's not you're, you're telling me it's something and it's something else. So this is by the artist Frank Stella, who was kind of the um, founder of the minimalist movement. He's one of the founders? Yes. So minimalism was from the 60s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. This was uh, made in 1967. He's from Boston, a suburb of Boston. And he was born in 1936. But I can do this. You can do this. Even somebody who's not a skilled tradesman can yeah. do this. I mean, it looks like someone just took a protractor and made this. I, you know what, though? I, I would buy it and I'd hang it in my house. Matt, it's so funny you say that because the series that it's a part of is called the Protractor Series. There you go. So, <laughs> wow. on the nose. Uh-huh. Dorks. So dorks made this. <laughs> this was back when the Protractor was cool. Which was... Was it ever? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, if we're deciding whether we'd order this or not, or we're going to wait until we see we're the gonna next... We're going to look. We have two choices on the menu. Okay. Yeah, work yeah. with minimal art and work right. with maximal art. So, so far, I'm not digging this restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little too bougie for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do like how your eye travels across the work, though. Like, when you look it at it, you start to see... Not more, but you start to see different shapes in the shapes. Again, it reminds me of those things on, like, social media... Where it's like, how many boxes do you see? And really, there's like a box within a box within a box. And there's a hundred when at first glance, it looks like there's only two. I do kind of like that. I like art that takes time to digest. No pun intended. All right. Let's see what else is on the menu. And can I have some water, please? Sparkling, not tap. (laughs) Ooh, this is cool. Yeah, so this, looks um, tasty. this is our quote-unquote maximalist art. I would say there's a lot going on if you guys want to describe it. It's busy. There is a lot of texture to this. The color scheme is a red, black, and white. It almost looks like there are crushed shells or maybe broken plates. Kind of looks like a profile of a giant troll face. That's mm-hmm. what I see. Like a troll's head in the center, large nose, small eye, big forehead, kind of pointy-eared 
hiding behind some type of sign or almost like it looks like a wheelchair thing that's been knocked over. There's tons of texture in it. If you look at all the little individual shards of plates that you talk that you, the way you described it, some of them could be faces. I love art like that where you kind of start to see, see things. things. Yeah, yeah, me too. You do that every day, like when like. Yep. Every, Looking at a carpet or something yeah, like that, you see like, things. And you see like a dog things. or a face. Yeah. Those things pop out to me all the time. Yeah. I've always wondered if that's like an artist's eye or like if everyone just does that. I think it's it, you'd have you have to have a creative mind. So this is by Julian Schnabel. Have you guys heard oh. of him? Yeah. yeah. Matt, he's even directed a movie. It's called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It's a really cool movie. And you can see how an artist definitely directed that movie. It's really unique. This is called Spain, and he made it in 1986. And it's actually oil and then broken plates and Bondo. Uh, he does his work on wood. They're jagged and, and sticking out from the wood. I immediately respond more to this one than the other one. Yeah. The other one has like almost no mystery. Like look at the cuts on his face. Yeah. It almost looks like there are cuts on his face. Mm -hmm. And then you start to look at all the broken shards of glass around him and then there's lots of red used you start to maybe put the, a story together it tells like, a little more of a story you can create a story whereas the other one is very uh architectural the lines are all the same on the first one no matter where you look you're looking at something similar to where your eye previously was whereas the painting on the right everywhere you look is you could see something different the first one's like pizza you know what it tastes like it's predictable you know what you're gonna get with it it's almost a sure thing yeah second one is more of like you're rolling the dice maybe this is like a new cuisine you haven't tried before but you're gonna get a little bit experimental and go for it so I'm, I'm gonna pick the uh the second one which was uh Spain it's so much more interesting it has a lot more flavor to it if you will if we're gonna compare it to food Whereas the one on the left is predictable. Oh, cool. so Julian Schnabel wins this round. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate? Tripe. And I oh, ate it by accident. God. That's like it's intestines. intestines. Yeah. Ugh. The texture was just awful. And I pulled it out of my mouth and it was like a curtain. Oh. And I said to my friend, oh. I was like, what, oh what is god. this? And he goes, oh, that's tripe. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> so gross. That is gross. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, our next. Our next uh, course. Minimal. Our next course. Yeah. Great next way to course. Put it. Yeah. Okay. So for the second course, is this a three-course meal? It is. Oh, okay. great. Okay. So for the next course, I'm going to give you the quote-unquote maximalist piece first. Okay. We'll have the main course first. Then we'll go with the appetizer. So. It's a wizard's lair. <laughs> <laughs> Work of architecture. Wow. It looks like a castle made of bones and spider webs and everything under the sun. I love it. Really? I, I, yeah. It's You'd it's, live in this thing. It's funny how you say a castle full of bones because it kind of reminds me of Scrimshaw. You know what Scrimshaw is? No, what's that? Take a bone or you take like a, a whale's tooth and you carve ah. these very ornate things oh. into it. That's actually what this looks like. It's stunning. It looks like a bunch of popsicle sticks. Look at the, <laughs> look on the left. It looks like popsicle it sticks. It looks, well, dinosaur bones, maybe I some like webs. gothic architecture. <laughs> and it, and it, to me, this is very gothic. It doesn't look stable. It looks like that shit's blowing over in the wind. Don't Chris Farley fall into that because that's coming down. Is it a church? It is a cathedral, yes. Is. This is called the Basilica of the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, Spain. It's super famous by Antonio Gaudi. You don't think this is overkill a bit? No, I love it. It does look like a giant spider would live in there. Yeah. Like out of the Lord of the Rings. What is that all the way at the top? Is it just a crane? Yeah, so essentially this is still under construction. Okay. It's been in construction for 140 years. Gaudi knew that it would take at least 200 years to build. His name's Gaudi. Wow. Yeah, Antonio Gaudi. 
And his work is gaudy. And it it is, (laughs) like Rob said, it's gothic and Art Nouveau in its style. You don't think like if you were walking through Spain, you you turned a corner and this is where you saw, you'd be like, holy shit, what is that? When you say that, it does remind me, have you ever been to Pittsburgh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, young lady. (laughs) I don't know how world traveled you are, (laughs) but I've been to Pittsburgh. (laughs) Steel City, USA. Let me educate yeah. you. Clearly, us, Matt. you've never heard of the glass castle in Pittsburgh. It, it almost sticks out kind of like this thing does. It weirdly blends in with the city, but also stands Is out. that it right there? Yeah, yeah that's it. It kind of looks like something that uh, Scientology would be in. Yes. <laughs> well, this is definitely maximalist. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. This is like a banquet. Yeah. You could feed your whole family with that work of art. Yeah. Holy shit. And then some. What's our, I guess, appetizer, if you want to call it. Oh. Well, that's not art. It's a rug from Ikea. Why do you need to do this to me? You give us alcohol, and then you slowly start to creep in things that are making me angry. Describe it for the people. Okay, it's a wood floor in a gallery, and then on top of it, someone who calls himself an artist put a bunch of little squares on top of it that looks like something you get at Home Depot, or like if you've ever been to that an arcade and played Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what that looks like. I mean, they're metallic, reflective, that are all assembled to make what looks like a dance floor. Like if you've ever been to a wedding and a DJ sets up a dance floor in like a moose lodge, that's what this is. Yeah, they're very metallic looking and each square is burnished in a different direction to kind of change the color. It is meant to be walked on, but it's made of lead squares. What a good idea this was. <laughs> this was made in 1969, so I feel like was lead not a, not a, not known to be dangerous? What year? 1969. You sure this is dangerous? I mean, I know it's dangerous when you put it in paint. Now when it's well, on display. Well, people were probably like licking it because they're so are, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> people are encouraged not to walk on it. Because of the safety reason or because it's art? No, because it's made of lead, but the purpose of it was to walk on it. He's a... uh, Asshole? (laughs) Simpleton? (laughs) He's a sculptor. Um, but he Sculptor? Didn't, he didn't want... Sculptor? He didn't want I'm his... sorry. Going to Home Depot and buying a box of, like, tile from aisle seven is, does not make you a sculptor. He didn't want Did his he make sculptures these? yet. Did he, he make each one? Yeah, he made them. Yeah. Yeah, because he worked also worked on the railroad. Did he work all the live long day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, uh... I can't take this serious. I'm waiting to see, like, John Travolta start disco dancing. Yes! On it. But just think, you saw, people went to this gallery expecting to see art, and then they're like, yeah, where, where is yeah. it? Where's the yeah, art? Right. You're There's standing on the walls. What do you mean? Now, if you walked onto it and all. it opened up into like there was a pit of lions in there, <laughs> that would be art. <laughs> I'm going to put the first work of art on top of the second work of art before I eat it, because the second work of art isn't art. It's just like a, a plate. plate. Yeah, it's something to carry <laughs> the meal over to you. Function, in. not a form. You know, I like learning about why they made it, the concept behind it, the idea behind it. He sees this as himself being torn away from the pretension of art. Meanwhile, you guys see it see, as, as total pretension. 100%. Right. <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. Where's the? Can I see the manager? <laughs> yeah, we're picking the ice cream cone. Yeah, we're going with yeah, the dessert tower of popsicle sticks and Yeah, bones. I mean, I would too. There's a right. bone in my food. There's a whole bunch of bones. All right, what's up next? Okay, Last, uh, final option. So final. we both went with maximal yeah. art. Yeah, both times. This is uh, called The Kiss, isn't it? Yes, it is. Gustav Klimt. Oh, you've had this before. <laughs> I've eaten this before, yeah. 
This is one of those pieces of art that's just breathtaking to look at. It is a man and a woman. Man is embracing the woman, kissing her. Most of the painting is in different shades of gold. The actual cloak that's wrapped around them is done is made in gold leaf. The execution of the human figures are, are fairly simple, but there is a lot of texture. I see right past the human figures and just look at the background, which looks like it's almost raining. It's like a stipple effect. I'm surprised you look right past the people, though, because I feel like, for me, there's so much emotion in this mm -hmm. painting. Th there's two dimensions there, like, right? I mean, it's interesting because he's not using, like, a back shadow Yeah, it's rather flat. meets the background, but it still does pop. You feel it. You it, this just is, It's just so romantic to look at. It's mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, this is one of my favorite works of art. Do we really like this that much, or it's just because it's coming off the back of that horrible thing <laughs> that was... Disco no, floor? this is a masterpiece. You like this. Yeah. You like this. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I just want to continue to throw that other one under the bus. Well, get ready to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll attempt to describe this one. It's a installation work of art. Hold on one second. Are all these three pieces in the same fucking... Museum. They're all part of the same movement, the minimalist movement. All right, so we're looking at a bunch of rectangles protruding from a wall, all the same shape and size. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of them. Same color, same shape, Similar same color, everything. Yeah. It looks like your phone battery or your signal. We're at full bars right now. Yeah. You've got full signal, <laughs> basically. It almost looks like dominoes, but instead of laying on a floor, they're going up a wall. What is like the title tip one over. of this? It's untitled. Oh, untitled. We can come up with a title for it. Let's call it stupid. I mean, in 1967 by an artist named Donald Judd. The whole point of this is that everything is very symmetrical. So all of these are obviously the same size and shape, painted the exact same way. Their separation is exactly the same. So even though there are 12 units in this installation, if it goes to a different museum and it doesn't fit all 12, Evenly, you can remove one. Doesn't that just show that it's not art? Yeah, fuck it. You want to put <laughs> six? You can get rid of three if you want. Six, yeah. three, oh, twelve. Doesn't fit. What does no, it okay. matter? It doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of fucking cubes. Yeah. It does look like shit you'd buy at IKEA. He says the flexibility reflects the importance of the whole work of art over its individual parts. I like it a hell of a lot better than the disco floor, though. I'll give it this. I think it would function as a work of art in a person's home. Then it almost kind of takes on a different form. It's mm -hmm. more decorative. That's such an interesting take. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I've seen this in person. And yeah, if it was in somebody's house, I'd be like, ooh, that's cool. Again, if we're trying to pretend this is on a menu, this is like the garnish. That's not even a meal. Side salad. No, it's, it's the garnish. Side look at it. Look, look at it. Look at it. Or it's a mint. It's, it's the after dinner yeah, mint. Yeah, there you go. It's an after dinner mint art. Well, you guys did not choose one minimalist piece no, of we art, did not. so your stomachs hurt. We're and full. <laughs> you have to be rolled But I'm, I'm leaving satisfied. Good. This um, just makes you want to drink, which is perfect timing. Yeah. Any ideas what you're drinking yet, Rob? Uh, cheap wine. Cheap wine. <laughs> Tastes very vinegary. Mm -hmm. And it looks like urine. Yeah, it looks like a, a, a specimen. Yeah, I look like I should be telling you, like, yeah, just leave that on the counter. And we'll yeah. let you know in a couple of days if anything shows up. Right. Now, Rob, I don't know about you, but when I think of Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, I think of two cultures coming together to set aside their differences, to enjoy a nice meal. I think of the pilgrims and all of the gifts they brought to the natives from their homeland, like technology, modern agriculture, engineering, weaponry, and then, you know, like famine and sickness yeah, and exactly. foreign diseases and death. So that is actually the inspiration for our next game. <laughs> this is going to be fun, Rob. We're going to play doctor a little bit. We're going to look at some fine art. And in the fine art are subjects that are actually struck with some sort of illness or disease or sickness. 
and we're going to try to guess what that illness is. Mm. All right, Krista, why don't you send in our first patient? Okay. I can never be a doctor. I'd be way too immature. I know. You'd have terrible bedside manner. I would always just be like, all right, take out your testicles. Like, I'm here for an earache. I know. Take out your testicles. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. I'm a doctor, damn it. All right. First patient into the office for Dr. Rob and I to examine. There's a lot going on. 1600s, possibly. Maybe 1700s. It's a wide shot in a very well-to-do home. Looks like a mansion. Maybe some royalty there. They have wealth. There is a chair that's been knocked over. Signs of a struggle, you might say. This is almost <laughs> feel like I'm a detective, not a doctor. There's a man sitting on a chair to the right. A little dog is kind of pulling at his jacket pocket. Looks like he's kind of dressed like a pirate. He's kind of sitting with his legs spread open, disheveled. You're looking drunk, kind of, or, or lethargic. Does not look happy. Looks like maybe he's been given some bad news. And then... To the immediate left to him is a young female. She kind of looks complacent or almost a little like, yeah, I'm good. And then to the far left, there's like a creepy, weird, I don't know, maybe he's a doctor type guy. He's got some pamphlets in his hand or I don't know if that's money. And he's looking away from the other two subjects, kind of rolling his eyes like, so dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of looks like, like, geez, it's just chicken pox. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. It's a little bit of a mystery. Reminds me think makes me think of like clue, like who done it. Yeah. Do you guys want me to give you some background and then you can try to maybe from the background guess what the illness is? Yeah. Yeah, not too much though, because I want to pretend like I'm an actual doctor. Like what are the symptoms? <laughs> can I just yeah. take a guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I'm not, it's not really a guess, no, it's just what I'm guess. seeing. That's what most doctors do. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're backstage and there's a curtain and this guy with the book under his arm, Mm -hmm. is like listening for the actor, like waiting for a cue or something that he walks out. Like his his, his hand is up to his ear, like he's trying to hear something, you know? I don't know, I see what Matt was saying, just a guy that's like, oh my God. It's like he's been listening to these, (laughs) it's like he's been listening to these two people fight for hours. I've had enough of you two. Just so we're clear. Yes. There's something wrong with one of these people, or maybe more, in terms of like an illness. There is an illness. So depicted in this. Let's try to look a little more acutely in this. Tr- I mean, I want to make radical guesses before we hear more. You don't want to hear any more? I don't want her to give it away. Can you describe more without giving it away? I could describe, like, what the relationship is between these people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, basically, this is an arranged marriage between this woman and this man. The woman is the daughter of a wealthy merchant, and the man is part of an aristocratic family who doesn't have much money. So they've been matched together because the merchant wants some status within society and the aristocracy wants some money. They're not exactly in love, but they are betrothed. Kind of a fun fact as I was doing research was that the clock over here says that it's 1220. So they don't know if it's in the morning or in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. but either way, it's a little strange. So if it's 1220 in the morning, it's obvious like this is after like a pretty debaucherous party. The candles are still lit. The help is just coming in. Is that who those other people are? Are they the help? Yeah, apparently they're Uh, the help. Well, because they don't look happy. They're like this place. Yeah. Yeah, they're like this. They were having an all-nighter. They were basically clubbing in the house. (laughs) There was a rave. A rave went on here. I mean, he does have like one of those ravey earring looking things, right? That those people wear with like, it makes your ear big. What are those things? Plug? That's not an earring. That's not an earring. (laughs) That is a big clue. 
What is his plug? Yes. Well, quote unquote, it's not a plug. It's um, it's a lesion on his neck. <laughs> Good God. He's sitting there like airing out his junk. Is there something wrong with this man's... <laughs> Chris... Chris does... It's exactly Chris does... what it looks Let's like. pretend like you're his parental guardian. Because <laughs> he doesn't look like he wants to talk. Is there something wrong with this man's dick? <laughs> yes. That's what... There is! Really? Oh my God. Erectile dysfunction. He's riding away. I am a doctor. <laughs> Rob, take out your testicles. <laughs> anything you need checked? Rob, Krista, guys, anything, anything you need checked? Any guesses? Syphilis. Yes! Ding, you ding, got ding. it. All right, doctor. Very <laughs> good, doctor. He's well got done. syphilis. What is the hole in his neck, though? So apparently, is that a hole or a tattoo? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. It's or like, a mole. It's basically like a hole in his neck. So the black mark on his throat is the first sign of syphilis, and the disease ravaged most of Europe in the 18th century. This is an 18th century painting from 1743. One in five Londoners had syphilis oh my God. by the age One of 35. In, five. in this, Yeah, during this time. Another part of the story is he was out at the brothel canoodling with prostitutes, and that is what he likes to do. The sword that's still in its sheath and like looks broken is a symbol for his impotence. Uh-huh. What? Then Clever. also the wife, the soon-to-be wife, as you can see, like her legs are spread open, like totally unladylike. This here is supposed to be like a wet spot. Oh. Which is a sign that she probably just had some Fornication. Fornication of her own with, with somebody, not her husband. No. Really? So they're both just like. So she's like stretching like, oh, that yeah, was she fucking just had good. A great time. So wait, this is an arranged marriage. You said this was going right. to be an arranged marriage. Right. So maybe this is like the day before. She's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go fuck like Steve the help, the yeah. guy who's right there. Because she's always had a thing for him. And the guy she's going to marry clearly does not like her. Yeah. So he went out whoring all night. She banged the help. Yep. And then he caught her. He probably walked in on her, which is why she's still soiled on her dress there. <laughs> and then like he was like, Steve, what are you doing? You're supposed to be like, you know, dusting the, sand me. Dusting the chandelier. And he's just like, oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's me. It wasn't me. Right. We pieced this together. <laughs> Holy shit. Like Magnum P.I. Fucking amazing. Her cute burrow. Oh, what about the and the, dog? the fi- yes, the final thing is that the dog is um pulling out like a dirty handkerchief that was maybe from one of his oh, uh, a jizz rag. Wow. <laughs> the dog has a jizz rag? Couldn't oh, <laughs> resist God. that. I believe that's the clinical term for it. Jizz rag. I'm so glad I wasn't born this in this era. Disgusting. <laughs> I would have known all of this is going on in this work of art. Who this painted this? This is called the Teta Tet, and it's by William Hogarth. Well done. I, like, I'm impressed that you guys were able to figure wow. that out. I know my horn when I see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know my STDs. I know my look of shame. <laughs> yeah, that guy had a look of shame. <laughs> he did. Next, quote unquote, work of art slash wow. patient to be diagnosed. They are two portraits of seemingly the same woman. One, she is normal, content, and healthy looking. The other one, holy cow, she is ragged. Like a zombie. Wow. She looks like a zombie. You ever see those before and after pictures of people on crack and people on yeah. crystal meth? Like you see the after effects, what they look like before and what they look like afterwards. That's oh, exactly yeah. what this looks like. Crack kills. Almost got like a blue skin. Look at her. Greenish. Look at her yeah. lips are blue. She's got dark mm-hmm. circles under her eye. The only thing I can pick up on in the first image is she's got like a mole above her right eye. Well, she's also much more modest in the original, in the first picture too, and a little more revealing in the second picture. 
Oh, yeah. You're going back to whoring it up, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> What's that thing when, like, people eat things they're not supposed to eat? I think it's called, like, pika or pika. Pika. Yeah, it's yeah, a thing, right? It is a thing. Did she eat the blue scarf? Because her skin tone is blue. What does pika mean? <laughs> pika is, it's it's a... Uh, Krista, let, let, let the that, doctors educate you. <laughs> people that f- feel compelled to eat, like, out of an ashtray, they eat the, the cigarette butts. Oh, God. Um, it's it's a mental... <laughs> It's a no. mental thing. Now you know what to um, call what you've been doing. All right, well, she doesn't have pica. Oh, <laughs> Good guess. Looks like she's going to have to get a second opinion. <laughs> uh, the plague? Close. She has cholera. It is an infectious disease of the small intestine. And so what happens to the person is they become like, they have like very serious diarrhea. They are like eyes become sunken and their skin becomes bluish. Not to give away too much information, but if that's the definition of cholera, that sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> well. He's like, shit, my brain's out. So I got a weak stomach. Cholera. And so that's fatal, huh? Been, well, uh, yeah. I mean, usually it's kind of a disease that affects like the lower classes of society. This doesn't look like a work of fine art that you're going to hang on your wall of like, oh. This really warms up the room. Well, the writing underneath, I don't know. <laughs> right I don't about know that. if it's something for Jesus. like a medical book or I don't know. If That's it what it looks like. like. It kind of looks guess. like it, but like the writing underneath does describe her as like somebody with cholera. Yeah, if I you don't look think really close. created this for uh, with the mantle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready for the last one? Yes. Yeah. Send the last patient in. Okay. Let's look at their chart. Oh, oh. I have this on my wall. I did not know this was a person suffering from something. It is a woman laying down. Looks like she's struggling to crawl towards farmhouse way off in the distance. She's in a field. Gonna guess oil or acrylic painting. She doesn't look like she's in pain to me just because you don't see her face. We're kind of looking over her shoulder. Yeah, this is by Andrew White. That's the artist. What is it called again? And it's called Christina's World. And it's from 1948, and it's actually tempera. Does she have what no, Michael she, J. Fox had? What does Michael J. Fox have? Oh, Parkinson's. Parkinson's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, she doesn't have that, but that that's a good guess. There is that thing, psychological disease, called like lichen, lichenography or something. What? I think it's called lichenography, where you you're, you think you're like a dog or like a werewolf. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's not what she has. Polio. I'm going to say polio. Rob says polio. Ding, ding, ding. Rob really? got it again. Wow. This girl, Christina, refused to use a wheelchair, so she preferred to crawl. You guys ever play Marco Polio? <laughs> That's what she's doing. Marco Polio. I'm thousands of yards away because I can't walk. <laughs> and uh, just to close the loop on the lichen, uh, lycanthropy, lycanthropy is what it's called. A form of madness involving the delusion of being an animal, usually a wolf, with correspondingly altered behavior. So, polio. Polio. Polio yes, for the win. Yes, and obviously, I'm going to say Rob is the better doctor here. I guess two, <laughs> I'm into like, two out of the three. You're I over there treat. talking about I just diagnose. werewolves. I don't treat. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of an experimental medicine type person. <laughs> Krista, take out your testicles. <laughs> Who cares about polio? <laughs> you have to werewolves. Tell <laughs> I would just never be serious enough. Take out your testicles. Like, oh, your legs hurt? Do you think you're a werewolf? Oh, take out your testicles. That's what I would be my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Sir, that's my daughter. To I know. Take out her testicles. <laughs> wow, that was a lot of fun. Who knew that examining like deadly illnesses in fine art would be so much fun? Yeah. Do you feel bad about any of those people at all? I actually do. Which one? The the guy with like his dick the syphilis dude. <laughs> you feel bad for I, him? I think it's just weird. 
that somebody would create a painting around that. Well, I mean, you know, there are so many cases of it. It's like art you make. But he created this whole story about it. He looks so disappointed. The guy looks so sad. Yeah, he did. And then the other guy was just so blasé about it. Like, oh, well, I love your impression of that other guy. Right. Don't shoot the messenger. He's like probably (laughs) gave gave him the diagnosis. (laughs) What do you want me to tell you? It's a cold? Your fucking throat's falling out. (laughs) What do you think the hole in your throat was? A fucking freckle? Put the penis away, honey. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, your dick's going to fall off. I'll give your dick two weeks to live. (laughs) The rest rest of you will be okay. The rest of you will be okay. Your dick will fall off in two weeks. What the hell does that have to do with Thanksgiving? Disease. Disease. That wholesome. That the, the pilgrims, pilgrims brought oh, the natives. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> Makes you yes. hungry. Oh <laughs> Doesn't syphilis make you hungry? Fucking pilgrims. What's our next serving of art that you have? Okay, us? next up, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at some brands that we know from Thanksgiving, and we've done this previously, and I want you guys to critique their logos or their mascots in an artistic way. They're all like Thanksgiving centric brands. All right, first up is the craft logo, and we've got chronological display going from 1926 to 1960, 60 to 88, 88 to 2012, 2012 to now. Those are all different time periods of which the logo changed, did not change much. The original craft logo is just a K in black and white for the hexagon, the octagon. Hexagon. Stop sign. It looks racist, I'll tell you that much. It, it does. Looks like, it oh does. Looks, looks like it's missing two other Ks uh-huh. and some shit. Maybe it's yeah, black it's and white. Yeah, just black and white. And then 1960, they figured out, we're only selling the white supremacists. <laughs> Let's try to broaden our market. Our audience. So they adapted the red, white, and blue look, which is just the craft word in a very blocky font surrounded by like a red circle. Is that supposed to be lips? Well, it still looks like a hexagon just like stretched out. But it's got like rounded uh, edges to it now. Yeah. No longer. It's it's much more visually appealing. Yeah. Looks like it could be like the Mick Jagger lips eating the Mm -hmm. logo. My God, maybe they should update it again. Yes. (laughs) To the... Rolling Stone. Do you see much of a difference between? I see any difference between the sixty to eighty-eight? I think it's like the font. Much. The font looks a little different. different. Which that's a whole weird art form in itself. Isn't just making fonts like? Yeah. I feel like who does that? Choosing fonts is a pain in the ass too. Choosing them is one thing, but who makes them? Someone makes them. I feel like they should only be made by like elves. (laughs) (laughs) And also, no one pays for them. If you're out there making fonts as an artist, you're wasting your time because we all just steal them. Which is your favorite of the- Do you like uh, the white supremacist one? Or? <laughs> That's my favorite. I can relate to that. It would look nice on a hood. God. It, you're right. If you add a little red to that, it could be their patch. Didn't even know the KKK had a patch. Oh, well, we'll bring you one in next time. God. <laughs> Make you an honorary member. What are you doing next weekend? Yeah, what are you doing next weekend in the Not middle of the night? here. I like the 60 to 88 one best. Yeah, me too. The new one, I don't like at all. It's, it's too big. I don't like the lowercase letters. I think they keep it simple so that you know, like, everybody knows craft. It's, it's easily like identifiable. Red, white, and blue, yeah. It looked familiar the second mac I saw and cheese. it. Right. I, I immediately think craft macaroni yeah. and cheese. Stuffing. I didn't know that craft was stovetop. I had no idea. So craft is kind of like taking a back seat to, like, let the product speak for itself, uh-huh. I guess, right? Stuffing's fucking amazing. I'll eat love stuffing all day. Stuffing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. What? I know, and I love starch. I love starchy foods. What's I love bread. What's not like about stuffing? It's mushy. Are you one of those texture people? Oh, yeah. big time. 
Yeah, don't don't talk down to me like one of those assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, what's like your favorite food? Just <laughs> chicken. I'll eat anything chicken. Um, okay, you guys ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. So I think we're all going to be familiar with this guy. Pillsbury uh, Doughboy. Poppin' Fresh, right? Poppin' Fresh, yes. Yeah, Poppin' Fresh. Okay, I didn't know his name was Poppin' Fresh until I did a little research about the Pillsbury Doughboy. I know he's Poppin' Fresh because on The Simpsons, that's what Mr. Burns calls him. Oh, he, really? Mr. Burns has an episode where he hallucinates and he sees Poppin' Fresh. That's really? Calls him because he's so old. I think they called him Poppin' Fresh before the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. And Mr. Burns is so old, he still calls him Poppin' Fresh. Yes, that's his original name is Poppin' Fresh. Um, that's a better name. That's like his rap name. I love that. Yeah, that's a good rap name. Poppin' Fresh. He was originally designed by somebody who worked at Disney, and then his voice was voiced by the same voice actor that did Boris from The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's more of a mascot, right? Not necessarily a logo. It's a mascot made out of dough. He's a dough boy. I used to have a little figure when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. That became like a slur too, right? Call somebody a doughboy. What's it a slur for? For fat kids. I guess kid. so, yeah. For oh. fat kid, yeah. Yeah, okay. doughboy. You didn't know that? Were you not a bully as a child? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Poppin' Fresh, as I like to call him. We go way back, so I call him Poppin' Fresh. Mm-hmm. In this image, this looks like an older image, which I like. It's very vintage. He is being presented next to a, like the roll of biscuits that are in that container. That is really fun that to open. Famous container. You twist it and it pops. Pop yeah. fresh. Well, that was where the name came from. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so Originally, cool. the idea was that he pops out of the can of dough. But in this image, he is there with a big old fork that's bigger than him, kind of preparing some dough on a cooking sheet. It's very cannibalistic. <laughs> He's essentially serving up his, like, family, his, own kind. his people to you. Look at him, sadistic fuck. <laughs> so you guys like Poppin' Fresh? I love Poppin' Fresh. I love Poppin' Fresh. Yeah. Poppin fresh. Love I just, I ju- actually just used Poppin' Fresh when I, uh, <laughs> I made cocktail weenies. Look how we've turned things around. We've gone from like gonorrhea to Poppin' Fresh. <laughs> that guy, you know, I bet that if that guy puts some Poppin' Fresh on his junk, syphilis will clear right up. <laughs> syphilis will clear right up. That's, that's your treatment. So miserable. That's Have your a treatment. Roll. Exactly. And that's what the guy was like. I'll just go into the kitchen and make some Poppin' Fresh, and everything will Get be some fine. Dough on your willy. Everything will be. Fine. All right, next. Uh, oh, controversy. Controversy. Yeah. Next logo mm-hmm. up on screen. I actually love this logo. We're looking at two versions of the Land O'Lakes packaging of butter. The I'm guessing what is the former one had a Native American female on it, kind of a cartoon character standing right in the center. Land O'Lakes. The big O is right behind her, almost in like a halo. Yeah, like a halo. I just love the art of this. Like I love the richness of the colors, the bright yellows, the, the sun behind the character, the blue. There's a lake behind her. There's it's a very forest. Americana. This is what I do in the grocery store. I treat my grocery store like a museum. Like everything these days, everyone has a problem with everything. So the Native American woman who used to be represented on the logo was removed. So now we're looking at the other, I guess, more modern take of it, where it's the same thing. It's just the Native American representation is no longer there. Now, why did this happen? Really, Native Americans were all up in a heaval about, oh my God, I can't have my butter. Apparently it was racist objectification. But who said, was this a bunch of white people saying it or actual Native Americans? a bit of both. Fucking annoying ass white people are always like trying to pick the, the problems of other people. This is the the battle that we chose to address. Well, this is how we're going to write those wrongs. They're still on fucking plantation on these, on these horrible plots of land, these yeah. reservations. Yeah. But this is what, let's let's do this, do right by the Native Americans 
and remove it from butter. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, Hooray but for us those, white people. Uh, government lands, they don't allow them to have butter. They give them margarine. <laughs> <laughs> they put their logo all over it, but don't even let them eat it. They have to have margarine. What is the difference? I don't even know. The, what's the difference between butter and margarine? Butter margarine is, made, is disgusting. Butter is made from milk. <laughs> what the fuck is margarine, margarine made from? Margarine is made from, oil from like or from vegetable oil. Lead yeah. from the lead of that other artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Margarine's got lead in it. <laughs> I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I just don't. I don't see how it's not a negative depiction of the person. So how does removing it make it better? Apparently it was stereotypical. It's like she's fucking scalping someone. She's just standing there. Why is it? it are Native Americans synonymous with churning butter? No, no. Like the way that she's like dressed. No one thinks Native Americans still dress like that. The the image is supposed to represent something. Do you from know the it's past. so funny because they removed her, but like I could have sworn that like when I go to the grocery store, I'm like she's still on there. I don't buy Land because it's a little too expensive for me. Um, Wait, what's your brand? I buy like Breakstones. Like Breakstone. Oh, that, that shit doesn't butter. even spread. Breakstone's good. I just, Do you like Breakstone? Yeah, of course. I, 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 it always I comes buy. in that form that like breaks up. I get smooth. the. I like the country crock myself. Well, you get the one oh, in the tub. I get fake shit. Country crock bars. Yes. Ew. No, wait, no Cracker Barrel. I'm thinking. Wait, no. Country, no, you're no, thinking, thinking country crock. What's wrong with country crock? It's not. It's like margarine. Yeah, that's not what? real butter. It's margarine. What it's do I look right like? Right on the <laughs> you you don't even eat real butter, and you're over there with so many opinions about the butter. But do you think that's a negative portrayal? She looks very pleasant and very happy. It's not like she's. I mean, quite me honestly, like it's not for me to decide. I, I... why does well, the one on the why? left? You're not allowed to have an opinion. No, I mean, why? if this was a Greek person, I'd have an opinion. But that's so but stupid. I don't really have an opinion. I think no. It's why fine. are you only allowed to on... have an opinion based on your ethnic? Background. Because I'm not going to tell somebody who's Native American that this person should be on the but butter. There's no way but that a bunch of Native that, Americans got but, together and went and protested the Land of Lakes company. They must have. You think it was just like white people? Yes, there's a bunch of fucking Karens. Rob, which one do you prefer? They didn't really change a whole lot, that's for sure. They just omitted yeah. the Native American woman. There was a commercial when we were kids. The Indian Who Cries? No, not that one. Is You call it corn, we call it maize. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was a Native American woman. Was oh, it for butter? For Mazzola margarine. 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 Oh. Again, the redhead steps out of butter. Well, see, I could see why they'd, they'd be offended by that, because it's fucking margarine. Yeah, exactly. Margarine. No one wants... Who, who uses margarine? You use country crime. That's not margarine. <laughs> it is. I think... Um, All right, do we want to talk about any more highly racial things before we move on? <laughs> I think we should move on. You have, like, Miss Butterworth? Let's... We, I mean, we do, but I, I feel like we've had enough controversy. Yeah, yeah, we covered we it. We yeah, covered let's it. move on. All right, let's do our final segment, shall we? I can't wait to see where this is going, because we're moving on to our final segment, which is always our favorite that is where we look at three works of art and decide which one we would like to fuck marry or kill for art for art i'm gonna put these up and then there is a theme and i think it's an obvious theme so let's see if you guys can guess it first up on screen is a vertical shaped work of art an image in the center that has red color. It looks like it might have feathers. It looks like it could be a shrimp or something. It's it's kind of abstract. It's sitting on a black background. It almost looks to me like it's going into a deep fryer. It looks like roadkill. Roadkill. Yes, it does it looks look like, like a like phoenix roadkill. that was squished by a car tire. Uh, you want to describe the middle picture? It's a still life of fruit. Some of the fruit is in a basket. Some of it is on a plate. Boring. But if you look at it from a learning standpoint, it makes sense. I mean, to, to do cloth 
is not as easy as you would think. I would imagine the mistake you make is making it look too flat when you're first Absolutely, cloth, yeah. Right? Because it's like you're Or making the shading too dark. Because white isn't really white. Like, that white's not white. That white is blue. Yep. But I think as an artist, you know, when you're first starting out, you think very basic, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Where, again, there's mostly blues in that white. What is that on the plate? It looks like those vanilla wafers. Do yeah, it kind of does. Vanilla wafer things? Uh, with a bottle of, I'm going to guess, wine in the center. Peaches, pears. The perspective is not perfect, right? Especially on that back object, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 a little more impressionized. It evokes no emotion in me. I can tell you that. They never do. Right? They don't bring anything. But like, would you hang that up in your? Like, where are you going to hang that? The only place you're hanging that is in your fucking kitchen. Which I think is weird. I mean, it's fucking fruit still life. If you've ever seen it, you've seen them all. You've seen one. You've seen them all. Last one, I would say, is similar to that in that it's. A display of fruit, grapes, peaches, raspberries. This one is way more detailed. Mm -hmm. It's high detail. There's a lot of reflection, almost to where it looks photographic. It's on black in a void of black space. And then at the bottom right (laughs) is a disgusting, decrepit, Weird alien-looking fucking lobster, like I, I, that's I, I actually like a regular lobster. I know it's, a, but they're all they weird. Are, you're alien. But looking. why is that lobster there? It does not belong right, in this it's painting. Weird. It's like he's photo bombing this. I like the lobster. you like the lobster. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. There's something like very uh, decadent about a lobster being really there. decadent. You know, lobster used to be the food yeah. of like poor like, people, uh, poor people, right? Yep. Before it was kind mm-hmm. of put on a I pedestal. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like the bottom feeder. It's like the rat of the sea. What is wrong with people again? Like, look at that thing. Just just think, at some point in the history of human evolution, somebody discovered a lobster for the first time, right? And we're like, oh, look at this thing. And some asshole was like, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> You're going to eat that thing? It literally <laughs> looks like an alien. What is it? Nobody eats lobster with I know, fruit. That's, That's true. Weird. Right? Yeah. You eat, you slather lobster in butter, not margarine, and you eat it. <laughs> this it's is delicious. our. This is near impossible to choose. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh well. First off, can I tell you more about the first painting, just so that you guys know exactly is it what's Roadkill? going on there? No. So what it is is it's a hanging turkey by an artist named Kaim Sautin from 1925, and he did a whole series of these hanging. Foul. So what turkey. job did he have after he failed at being an this artist? This is his most successful series. The second painting is by Paul Cezanne, who is one of my favorite artists. And I love still lifes. And I love Paul Cezanne's what? still lifes. And when I go to a museum, I love to look at pictures of apples. Really? <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. You're a weirdo. What's wrong with <laughs> you? I loved it. Love she it. said that with such conviction. I, I love there to and look I'll at be like, shit, I wish this was my kitchen. Because I love to cook. I love being in the kitchen. It's my favorite room. This is post-impressionist, so like perspectives are skewed. And something I learned about still lifes is that they are the lowest on the hierarchy of art. Well, so it's considered the lowest form of art. But that's why Paul says Lower than like cartoonism? But compared to who? Well, I mean like historically. So this okay. is the historical ranking of art. So that's why Cezanne used still life so much because it was not respected. So he could kind of do whatever he wanted with it. Get away with it. Yeah. It's almost like painting it and then going, yeah, yeah, the perspective is supposed to be warped. Like well, yeah, to, it is. That's bullshit. I know, I know, but I feel like that's <laughs> bullshit. Like I, there's no way that he didn't paint this to try to make it as good and and accurate as possible and then when he didn't do it he was like oh no that's on purpose well the thing is is that like it's a 
cop out. It's balanced and it's unbalanced parts. That's like the guy in the front with the turkey. It's like someone's like, well, that doesn't look like a turkey. He goes, oh, no, no, I, I meant to it's look like it. It's abstract. You can yeah. just get away with anything in art. Oh, you didn't paint it enough. Oh, it's minimalism. You painted it too much. Oh, it's maximalism. But before Paul Cezanne, <laughs> there, nobody ever did this before. This was never done in art. What? This this sort of painting the was apples? always realistic, baroque art. Like it was, are, are we talking about the first one? No, the second one, the Paul Cezanne painting. Wait, the, it was always realistic, you said? Yes. But then before the one Paul on the right. Cezanne in art history, in the history of art, nobody had ever done this before. So he so broke down the realism a little bit. Yes. Rob, as an artist and a painter, what is the artist doing on the one on the right that is not being done there? Is it through the shadow, through the light? Like, what is making that one read so much more real? The detail, the perspective, the shading, all of that makes something real looking. We got to pick which one we're fucking marrying and killing. That's right. Yeah. This is going to be difficult. Killing them all. Killing Uh, them all? I like realism. I like detail. I like looking at something and easily identifying it and saying that could be a photograph. Do fucks first? Yeah, yeah. So you do your fuck, then we'll do our fuck. As usual, I'm I'm doing this at a process of elimination because I already have the kill. Oh, you mean by which one you're not actually sexually stimulated by? <laughs> yes. A lobster or a dead turkey? <laughs> the uh You know, if that lobster was a gerbil, I might just pick that one. I'm I'm fucking the middle one. That's the Paul Cezanne. That's the Cezanne that Because is... I know damn well which one I'm killing. And I know which one I find most appealing to the eye that I wouldn't mind keeping around. Okay, Matt. I am going to fuck the hanging turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. It looks like something I would do. It's a mess. It's down and out. It's got like low self-esteem and probably has a disease. (laughs) Wow. The hanging turkey. Yeah, I like it a little bit. I don't love it. I like really? it. A, yeah, I like it a little bit. I, I wasn't sure what it was at first. But now that you know it's Which a dead usually, hanging I'm bird. Like, like if I'm out at a club or a bar looking to hook up, I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Let me sure go sleep with it at. and find out. <laughs> <laughs> could be a guy, could be a girl, could be both, could be an alien, could, <laughs> could be, be a, a lobster, turkey. could be a turkey, could be some dude with syphilis. Oh, don't knock it until you try it. I don't like where this is headed. Krista, who are you banging? I'm choosing the lobster. And with the fruit. Why? She's got uh, a lobster fetish. She it's not puts my them places. favorite, but I can appreciate it. This is like a first, I think. We've all picked a different one. No, yeah. We have not connected on yeah. any of our first decisions, which means the next decisions could be interesting because we could either be aligned on one or not on either. Hey, Rob, who are you marrying? I'm marrying the lobster. I look at it and I find it interesting. I think it's just really, really well done. I like the shading. I like the fact that it's just black in the background. It's kind of cool. It's kind of eerie. It looks to me like one of those like ShopRite ads where like, oh, this week on sale is a this one. Shit. It kind of does. It just looks like one of those <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, it kind of does. I don't even recognize it as art. Okay, so who are you marrying? It's highly detailed, but that lobster, I would cut that lobster out. Wait, Matt, I'm shocked. Who are you marrying? I'm going to marry the apples. What? I'm yes. shocked. Yeah, I, I hated that one when it first came up on screen. And I'm like, no, I fucking hate this. It's so boring. I've been complaining about it all episode of how I hate still life. But as I sat up there and I looked at the options, the more I started to maybe change my opinion. I did like the one on the right because of the detail. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's almost like Gilligan's Island. When you first watch Gilligan's Island, you think Ginger's the hottest because she's got all the makeup on <laughs> and the sexy dress and the curves. And like that's the one on the right. But then after you watch a little more, you're like, you know what? I, Marianne's actually the, the, the catch. Marianne's the sexier one. 
she's got like more mystique to her. And so like- she'd be good to you. Yeah. Yeah. It'd look a nice would. life. Now let's not even talk about Mrs. Howell. Oh, no, <laughs> let's not. I don't buy the whole like, ah, I made it not look super realistic on purpose. Fine, maybe it, it's true. But I actually do start to respond more to it as a work of art than the dead chicken and then, then the, the realism one. It's weird too. If you look at the three in chronological order like we're doing, it's like we have super abstract, gets a little bit more realistic, mm-hmm. and then gets mm-hmm. really uh, uh, photorealistic. I'm shocked. It grew on me. You know, the more I looked at it, I liked it. And that's what happens sometimes. I'm glad. With relationships True. too, right? Sometimes you like, you, you fall in love with your best friend or right. something, right? right. It happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm marrying the Cezanne, one of my favorite artists of all time. I already described my love of his still life, so that's pretty obvious. That's who I'm marrying. Obviously, I'm killing the chicken all the way on the left. That does nothing turkey. for me whatsoever. I don't want to look at it. It's killing the turkey. Yeah, it's dead. Um, Wait, so Matt, talk about who you're killing. Oh, I'm killing the lobster. I'm shocked. I thought you were going to marry the lobster. If the lobster <laughs> wasn't there, it might have been my fuck. Okay. It, but the lobster just kills it for me. It looks like a ShopRite advertisement for like what's on sale. <laughs> I just, I can't take it serious as a work so of you're art. Killing the lobster, I'm killing the lobster. The it just doesn't lobster. belong there. Maybe if the lobster wasn't there, I, I could see myself with that. But I still don't think I would have married. I could see myself with <laughs> I wouldn't be so embarrassed to approach it at a club. The lobster was a like, red flag, a deal it's breaker. It's like an extra toe, right? It's like having a smoking hot babe and she's got an extra toe. You know, like or she's cross-eyed. You're, you're not getting rid. Yeah, she's butterfaced. <laughs> she's got a lobster face. She's got a land of land of lakes, land of lakes buttered lobster face. <laughs> no one should be eating that thing or marrying it. The word, the one in the I'm middle. I'm marrying it. You come on. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. offended. I'm killing the rooster, not the rooster, the turkey. turkey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not into it. Nothing about it. All right. Hi. Well, thank God we're done with this. Thank God it's time for dessert. That was a lot of fun. We went through diseases and food and lobsters. <laughs> I think we learned a lot today. We learned about lichenography. What was that? More oh importantly, we taught a lot. We did teach a lot. Yeah. Every episode, we have a delicious beverage. And because we're at the end of the episode, now we have to try to figure out what we're drinking and why. Is it a beer? No. It's not a beer. No, it's not a beer. But you're close. You're drinking hard apple cider. It's Fall, it's autumn, apples, orchards. Don't forget, every work of art we've been discussing is also up for display on our website, much like a menu book. In fact, I think that's what we even call them there. That is at www.listentoyourartpod.com. That wraps up another episode. It was great to share an apple cider liquid lunch. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving here satisfied. And every episode, we do end with a quote. Rob, this quote... I've got is actually for you. When I look into your eyes, I can see a love restrained. But darling, when I hold you, don't you know I feel the same? And that's from (laughs) Guns N' Roses Roses. singing November Rain Uh for our November episode. I feel like what better way to end it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. (laughs) Cheers. Bye.